you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Tuesday, November 22nd, and you are listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one belongs to the pride of the Rams. The Fordham Rams. He is the co-host of NFL Total Access. The co-host of the NFL Explained podcast. And considering the regularity with which he appears on this show, he should probably get co-host credit here too. But let's be clear, he's not going to. And that's okay with him because his (laughs) personal motto is attitude is everything. And his attitude is among the best I've ever seen. He's the sweet potato kid. He's Mike Yam. Welcome back, my friend. I'm ready to roll. That was a good intro. I'll that take was that. Strong. That, that was, was really that good. Was. Voice number two belongs to the pride of the Patriots, the Parkway South High School Patriots in St. Louis, Missouri, or Missouri, as they say, for whatever reason. He is the chief national reporter of the NFL Network and the proud Grandfather of Jariah, who was born only yesterday. Congratulations, Grandpa, and welcome back to the pod. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I mean, I'm on a whole different plane right now. Any specifics you would like to give us? Jariah is? Jariah, eight pounds, three ounces. Lovely. Our first grandson, and it was from our youngest son, Jeremy, and his girl, Ilza. So salute to them. They're both champs. Absolutely. And uh, he shares a birthday with my only brother, John Fitzgerald Levy, November 21st, 1969. Nine, in his case, a special company. John Special, Jirai is going to be there special too. I Five can feel recruit. it. Scorpios, Scorpios, oh, yeah. unite. On today's show, we will make predictions for all three Thanksgiving Day games. Did you know that, I Steve? did not know. All right, right you better scramble. Get ready. That's the Bills and Lions. That's the Giants and Cowboys. That's the Patriots and Vikings. Who wins and how? Don't need a score. I want to know how it happens. Plus, why there are only three teams in the NFC playoff picture of any real relevance and no one else is even close. 
But first, this. Flip to Debo, coming back the other way, left, led by Croft and Trent Williams and Ayuk. Breaks a tackle, 20, 10, 5. Debo Samuel all the way into the end zone for a touchdown. Anote Tentacion San Francisco. It's the end, baby, end, baby. Debo Samuel. Wow. La Ciudad de Mexico in Estadio Azteca. Final score, San Francisco 49ers 38, Arizona Cardinals 10. The Niners dialed up seven different ball carriers. Only four different receivers. The seven different rushers of the football, that's tied for third most from a team this season. That number struck me as special. Turns out it kind of is. George Kittle, four catches, two touchdowns. Brandon Ayuk, two catches, two touchdowns. Jimmy G, 20 for 29, 228 yards, four touchdowns. Guys, first blush when you saw the result, when you saw the game in the rain in Mexico City, 49ers are starting to look to me like the team we thought they would be. What's your takeaway? Well, it looks like last year. Remember last year they started three and five, then they went three straight to get to six and five, and then we saw the physicality, right? Everyone started coming back healthy. They started to really pound teams. Uh, Eli Mitchell was the grinder last year, but, you know, they had Raheem Mostert. They had some other guys. This year's team, to me, looks more dangerous, right? Because of McCaffrey, the versatility he brings out of the backfield. You just talked about the seven guys carrying the ball, right? Last year, they really relied on Debo Samuel a lot to carry the ball. Now they've got diversity in the offense. And then, then look, defensively, seeing guys like Tano Hufunga really emerge as a standout. Fred Warner's playing lights out. Dre Greenlaw is one of my favorite players. And, Mike, they're doing this all without Eric Armstead up front. So when he comes back, if he comes back, they could be even better down the stretch. You know, the ebbs and flows of this season is real. And I'm glad you brought it up last year because there's a lot of mirror images here. We were ready to hit the panic button on this team because of health, right? They come out of the gates. You know, both of us actually had an opportunity to see them in August. I at least left there. I'm sure you did, too, feeling like this defense could be historically good. And it was on that path. And all of a sudden, it's the walking wounded. Now they're starting to get healthy. And I think, Andrew, to your point on running the football, you know, this team runs for like a buck sixty, buck fifty nine, whatever the, the final number was. It's the most that we've seen in recent weeks, probably the second most that they've had all season. So to me, there's a lot of positives here. We always talk about the creativity of Kyle Shanahan. I think all that stuff is on display now. Here's the other, here's the other thing. They beat the Cardinals into submission. Yeah. You don't yeah. see that often in the NFL. We saw the Niners do that four or five times last year. I don't think they're done. The one thing that I thought I saw, tell me if you think I'm wrong, from the Arizona Cardinals team is something you do not often see from any team in the NFL, and that was a version of quit. Yeah. They gave up on that game earlier than I would have ever expected an NFL team to do. Did you see that, or am I overstating Yeah, no, no, no. No, no, you saw it. But the Niners do this to teams, yes. right? Okay, it's the old seasoning approach, right? You get that chicken breast, you, 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 you debone it, and then you hammer the hell out of it, you season it, and then you cook it. See, these are not nice things to be said about you as yeah. an opponent, to be seasoned, beaten the hell out of, and then cooked. Well, the first thing you said was to be deboned. Deboned. I mean, that for, yes. for starters. But that's what happened. I mean, yeah, I've they, lost they, my will to live right there. They physically beat him. I mean, look at all the big plays. Debo Samuel touchdown. Some of the, you saw offensive linemen downfield looking for guys in red jerseys to absolutely dehumanize. Yeah. And, and you saw that over and over. Wide open is George Kittle down the left sideline. Kittle will break a tackle. Take it all the way to the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown! 
Briscoe! How did George Kittle score there? Let's talk about the second yeah. Kittle touchdown because you saw something that you did not like in this moment, oh. Steve Weich. Uh, fourth quarter, you called it a business decision. And I guess my question to you is the Arizona Cardinals realized that the same cameras we use in the United States work just as well, <laughs> A, in Mexico, and B, in the rain. They do know that, right? Talk me through the play, why you didn't like well, it. Well, wait, wait till Vance Joseph gets him in a meeting. Like, I know Vance, he's not a big screamer, but he needs to be absolutely questioning some guys if they want to play the sport. Look, we saw George Kittle was the end of the game. Again, this was after the Niners had deboned and seasoned and, and really and kind of cooked and, the and, Cardinals. Taking the soul out of these guys, right? So Jimmy throws a quick out pass to Kittle on the left. He runs downfield untouched, no. even though there were four guys in his way and there was only one downfield blocker. Two or three guys had shots on him. And yeah, George Kittle's a monster. But when you basically ole him into the end zone, you ole, just go ahead, go ahead on in, you know, it was embarrassing when you have opportunities to take guys out. And I don't care how bad you're getting beat or how bad of a team you may be on or what point of the season it is. If you do not love the game enough to respect the integrity of what you're doing, then you do not need to be playing this football game unless you're out there hurt. And you say, Coach, I couldn't because I got a separated shoulder or whatever. But you see a lot of guys make effort regardless of the situation because they interpret and understand how much this, this game means to them. Mike, Steve just said it. This is what the San Francisco 49ers do to teams. They rob you of your energy, and then they rob you of your fight. There are a few words and phrases that we routinely use in association with this year's 49ers. Mike Yam, best roster in the NFL. You hear yeah. that said a lot. Scariest team in the NFC. We call them versatile. We call them multifaceted. We widen our eyes and exhale thoughtfully and say, just wait till the playoffs. And we recognize how good this team is on both sides of the ball. But the word that I want to discuss to Steve's point about what this team does to opponents is the word physical. These guys play yeah. a good old-fashioned brand of bully ball. How significant, how important is that? It's huge because, I mean, think about this. Mooch was probably on the pod yesterday with you. He right? was. So Mooch has been saying this for weeks now that this team is insanely dangerous using some of those trigger words that you threw out there. David Carr yesterday on Total Access, we asked him to rank the teams if OBJ decides on Dallas. Where does that put them in? Guess what? Still behind the 49ers. He still had them as their number one team. There was one moment yesterday, Fred Warner gets into the backfield, and I go, do that guy is fast, he is physical, and sort of epitomizes some of the things that you're describing to me. And not to make this like a health issue, but I think if there's one team in the, in the NFL the last few years where you get concerned about this team staying healthy, it's been this Niners team. And on the flip side, for as much as we want to say it's on the defensive side, what did you say to me before we came down here about Mitchell? Like, dudes just don't want to tackle e Eli him. Mitchell. I mean, right. what a finisher. Yeah. He's somebody, you got McCaffrey kind of getting you gassed in the first half, and then he just comes in and just, just absolutely turns you into human confetti. Yeah. It's on both sides of the football, yep. How important is it come December, come January, to play this brand of football? Because I almost find it interesting. I listen to you guys in meetings. I listen to Willie McGinnis in meetings talk about how physical certain teams are. Teams like the Titans. His boy Vrabel has that Titans team on the AFC side of things playing what we consider to be a playoff brand of football. Ravens are sneakily physical and nobody's talking about them and maybe they should be. But on this NFC side that we're talking about right now, you talk about the physicality of teams like the Niners. And yet you would think, this is NFL. This is football. This is NFL football. Everybody plays physical football. The, the 
That's not true. It's actually not true. Not the likes of which we are talking about. Steve, how important is it for a team to play this brand of football come playoff? Well, I mean, it's huge, especially if you're playing outside, right? Bad weather where you can pound it or you can just line up and stop teams. But look, let's go back to the Niners last year, right? They went down to Dallas in the playoffs. Everyone yep. thought the Cowboys were the better team, but the Niners were hot, right? Bosa, you weren't getting past Bosa and Armstead and Warner and Dre Greenlaw and all those guys. So Dallas couldn't move the ball, right? So when I look at the, the real legitimate playoff teams in the NFC, Philadelphia, a very physical offensive and defensive line, right? They can stack it up with the Niners, right? You look at Minnesota, are they physical enough to really do it? I don't know. But then you say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they could stack it up. Okay, their defensive line can stack it up with some teams. But then you just, you look at some teams like, hmm, now let's go over to the AFC. You mentioned the Ravens, right? That's a team that can stack it up. You look at some of these teams, Miami can play physical. They may be a finesse-looking football team. Yes. They can, they can line yes, up they and can. play. New England can line up and play. It is very important to be able to establish yourself. It sounds cliche, but you stop the run. And you run the ball, and when it gets down to the money plays, it takes two or three big plays to win the playoff ball game. But everything else, fundamentally, that's the key to get to the playoffs. Your description, and thank you for building on the kind of premise that I'm throwing out there. When I said that there were only three teams in the NFC worth talking about in the intro, you raised your eyebrows. Now, let's talk about that now. You may disagree with what I'm saying, but here's the premise. That there are two other teams in addition to the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC that can legitimately be described as physical football teams. Now, some may say the Bucks are among them. I say they are not. Not the 2022 Bucks. Both of the teams that I'm talking about, of course, hail from the NFC East. And what do physical teams do well on offense? They run the ball. They control the trenches. Let's take a closer look. The Philadelphia Eagles are sixth in rushing in the NFL. Not the NFC, in the NFL. They are first in rushing touchdowns. The Dallas Cowboys are eighth in rushing in the NFL, and they are third in rushing touchdowns. On the defensive side of things, the Cowboys are the number one team in the NFL when it comes to defense with regards to yards allowed. The Eagles are second. The 49ers are seventh. In terms of rushing defense, 49ers are first in the NFL. Cowboys are third in the NFL in terms of points against on the ground. Scoring defense, Dallas one, San Francisco four, Philadelphia seven. Turnover differential, Philadelphia first. Yep. Dallas third. Sacks, Cowboys first in the NFL. Eagles third, 49ers are eighth. Eagles incidentally are tied for first in the NFL with 13 picks. These are numbers that suggest that these are teams that will beat you up. Am I overstating it to say that Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, and San Francisco 49ers may be the only three teams with a legitimate shot at coming out of the NFC when it's all said and done? Steve Weich. I I would say right now it looks that way. I mean, I think, you know, I'm not going to completely discredit Minnesota, even though their defense gives up a lot of points. But I'm not going to discredit them. We'll see with Seattle. I think there's still a question mark. But those are the three teams that have anchor identities. We know what they are. We know who they are. We know how they play. You just hit them. That's every important defensive metric that matters. Takeaways, especially in turnover differential. You don't turn the ball over. You get the ball back, get extra possessions. You deny scores. Those are the things that really matter. And, again, that's where the physicality comes in. You know, and you think about, again, the Niners could be getting back Eric Armstead and Samson Ebukam up front. You know, there, there's some other guys that they have waiting in the wings just like last year. And the way they play is just so frighteningly scary because they've got no finesse to them. Yeah. 
Right, you can see McCaffrey and some of the stuff they do. I, like the Eagles have a little finesse to them. That's why they're so super dangerous. They can play any way you want to play. Dallas has got some finesse to them, right? But, you know, they're, they're a little more inconsistent, you know. But I think those are the three teams, whereas the AFC might have six or seven. Well, they may, and yeah. we'll talk about those teams another day. Mike Yam, keep your friends close, yeah. keep your enemies closer. As a Giants fan, you have a perspective on the Eagles and the Cowboys. We've talked about the 49ers. How dangerous do they seem to you? Am I overstating it? Is there another team in the NFC that's going to be going, Levy, hey, you're disrespecting us by leaving us off this list. No, I, I, I look, Steve mentioned the Bucks, and I think that there's a real conversation there yeah. because of the Brady factor alone. Obviously, that team getting healthier. Up front, though, there are some concerns. I'm actually thinking back to what you guys are describing in a conversation. Thursday night, I was working with MJD and Michael Robinson, and you know, we were talking about the Titans, and I think all the things that you yep. guys are describing yep. is Tennessee. And I said, well, guys, like playoff football, like these are, I take their roster, pretty good defensive team, cold weather you made reference to. Does anyone in the world want to get in front of Derrick Henry? You talk about business decisions? Hell no. I don't want to touch that. And both <laughs> of those dudes said the same thing, concerns about the quarterback. So if you flip the page to the NFC and you talk about those three squads that you just made reference to, I think about Jalen, Dak, and Jimmy. And let's call a spade a spade here. The Niners felt like they weren't at a place to win Correct. and get over the top because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct. Now, I think the roster looks a lot better than it was just because of the Christian McCaffrey factor that's in place. I start to pause a little bit. If you subscribe to the theory that MJD and M-Rob said on our shows, in the postseason, you'll need a quarterback to make a play or two plays. We got good Jimmy last night. Are you concerned then that the Niners can get over the top? Do you have more confidence in Jalen and Dak? I, I probably do, but I do like that roster for all the reasons that we pointed out for the Niners' perspective. So... Big picture point, and I'm kind of rambling here, but I, I do think those are the three premier teams. That, but, but, that, but that's a great point about Jimmy. I mean, you talked about how we saw the Niners in August. Yeah. That's when Trey Lance was their quarterback. Yeah. They wanted to move off of Jimmy. They lucked into he's a total, the fact that he's a total pro, no doubt. that he got healthy, and they decided not to trade him. They could have moved him to four or five other teams. He could be in Carolina suffering right yeah. now, yeah. but they could be with Trey Lance or whoever their third quarterback is, it's with Trey Lance getting hurt and not be in the situation with all of those other players. But you have to have a quarterback make a play, and I'm with you. Yeah. If I've got to have all those quarterbacks, I would probably say Jalen Hurts is one I have yeah. the most confidence in. I agree. He, I think he does, he's first on that he does, list of he does, three, is he not? Yeah, he doesn't turn the ball over or give you opportunities yeah. to get takeaways like the other two. Now, granted, if the Cowboys commit to the run the, the way they have been doing recently and allow Dak, got, got no choice. allow Dak to be situational, allow Dak to be a little bit more game manager, the most expensive game manager in the history of the NFL, that certainly works. Uh, guys, last thing on these three teams. Let's look at the next four games, their record through these next four games. 4 0, 3 1, 2 2, 1 3, or 0 4. Let's start with the Eagles. Home Packers, home Titans, and then away for the Giants and Bears. That's Green Bay, Tennessee at home, then the New York Giants divisional game away, and then the Chicago Bears away. Mike Yam, what does Philly do in that four I'll go game three and span? One three and Masters. one. What's the one loss? I don't know, um, but I'll go with the. Uh, there's one in there. There's one in there. Yeah. I, the divisional games are always tough to me, but I, I think. So maybe better. your Giants away. Maybe they yeah, take I, an L I, at I, MetLife. 
What's your uh, thought on this? I, I'll, give them go, I'll, go, I'll give them two and two. Okay. And I'll see the Giants and Titans. Giants and We're Titans. Fine. You're fine with the split. No you're doubt. fine losing to those teams because you lose to them now. You don't, lose, you don't lose to at least one of them on the playoff. Run. Okay. Now, based on that, you're not losing a lot of ground. You may actually step out of that number one seed in the NFC if they go two and two, as Steve Weich has just suggested. Let's look at the Cowboys. Giants, Colts, and Texans all at home starting, of course, mm-hmm. Thursday, Thanksgiving, against your Giants. So that's Giants, Colts, and Texans, three straight games at home, then an away fixture, as we say, in Jacksonville against the Jags. 4-0, 3-1, 2-2, 1-3, 0-4. Steve, you get the first shot at this. 3-1. 3-1 because they're the Cowboys. I and the loss is? Thursday night. I'm picking the upset with oh, the Giants. Nice. I was just going to ask if we were going to A sly smile has yeah. just emerged on the face of Giants I'll fan Mike Yam. Okay, so Steve Weich says 3-1. and one. I was thinking 3-1, and one, and I was about to ask, are we doing picks for Thursday? Because if we are, then I'll save it. Because I was trying to figure out where I could be right. I'd pick a loss and a win on different shows. So at least some half of the audience would look. Catch guys, me, but I don't see the them strikes. losing to the Texans. No. And I don't see them losing to the Jags. Now no. Colts have been no uh, uh, hard to predict. So that could be tricky. It could be tricky. That but I don't see a loss there either. No. Maybe a loss yeah. to your Giants we'll on it. Thursday we'll night. We'll payback. So you know, you're three and one as well. Yeah, I'll do three and one. And remember, that was a Monday night game that the Giants were rolling in where the Dallas Cowboys went to MetLife and won that game. So there's a little payback here on the flip side. Let's finish with the San Francisco 49ers. Their next three games are also at home. Saints, Dolphins, Bucks, and then away Seattle. Yeah, now, tougher, this tougher is run. a much tougher schedule. Mike, you get the first shot at this one. 4-0, and 3-1, 2-2, 1-3, or 0-4. What say you? God, my gut's telling me. Two and two. Two and two. But just the way that this... Saints, Dolphins, Bucks at home, then Seahawks away. Where are your losses? Where are the two losses? You know, Miami maybe. Just familiarity with with the coaches there. Maybe I lean that way. I like Miami's roster. There's a part of me, Steve. I I think you could even lean two and two. Maybe the Bucks figure something out. I, I don't. I'm not buying the Saints though. Two and two here. Three and one. Three and one. And they're losing to Tampa. They lose to Tampa. Yep. They beat the aforementioned Dolphins, who you credit with playing a physical brand of football yes. too. But at home in Santa Clara, that's a win for them. It's 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 just something where you know they're going to be just dialed in, and we see this team when they're dialed in. Not to say they won't be dialed in against the Bucks, but something tells me the Bucks are going to start stringing up. Stringing it's way too early for me to say what I've said, but I said it anyway. I believe that the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, and the San Francisco 49ers, based on their brand of football, based on their physicality, are without a doubt the class of the NFC, the standard bears of the NFC. Hey, Tampa Bay, Minnesota, correct me if I'm wrong. Or your surging commanders there, huh, Drew? Taylor Heineke not tickling your toes? The fighting Taylor Heineke. I'm a proud fan, but I'm also a realistic observer. Uh, What I observe is they look pretty darn good there, Drew. I agree with you, but I will say this. If we are talking about standard bearers, if we are talking about the class of a conference, there are limitations to the commanders that those three teams that we've just talked about simply I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. It's fair. It's always a team that gets hot, though. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and today I am joined by Mike Yam and Steve Weich. And the next topic is Thanksgiving Day in the NFL, three games on the schedule. I want to know, gentlemen, how you think these games will go down. Now, we have kind of addressed a couple of them in an ancillary way based on our previous discussion, but let's drill down specifically. Bills and Lions. Last time out, we saw the Bills win 31-23 over the Browns in Detroit. Thank you, Snow, at Highmark Stadium. The Lions, of course, 31-18 winners. Cover your ears, Mike Yam, over the New York Giants. Thursday, in Detroit, who wins this game and how? Not looking for a score. What will we see, Steve White? Who wins this and how? I like the Bills. It is not going to be a shellacking because Detroit can hang 30 on anyone. Yes, they can. That offense, the way they run the ball, the way they're great in the red zone, Jared Goff is playing well. And Amon Ross St. Brown, could anybody please uh, start acknowledging how good of a player this wide receiver is? But I do like Buffalo in a close game, but the Bills are going to have to go toe-to-toe. This is not going to be your typical Lions shellac. That's as good an advertisement for this game as I have heard. Mike Cam, do you agree? If not, how do you see it go? No, I actually agree with Steve that my initial thought was high-scoring affair, shootout in this one. I think that there's a little bit of swag here the Lions have with this winning streak, which, to be honest with you, I think they should be feeling themselves a little bit. Point differential uh, has been in their favor over the last few weeks. They've done a nice job on that side. A much maligned defense that was highly criticized has now come up big. You know, there was a conversation I was doing at Twitter Spaces with Baldy, going back and forth. On, on defensive rookie of the year. It seemed like it was Sauce or Woolen. You know, I, I heard a stat today which kind of made me do a double take. Hutchinson and Sauce, both with two picks on the season. Aiden's looking pretty good. Now, I, I still think the Bills win, but I think it's a high-scoring affair. In the meeting, you and I sat at the end of the table, uh, bad kids in the back of the class, <laughs> Steve, and you said under your breath, kid is a beast. I was at the Giants game this week. He is Max Crosby, effort-wise. Right, He does not take a second of any down off against the run. Against the pass, pursuit across the field, and discipline. The student's energy is insane. Great athlete. You can tell he loves the sport. Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a Nick Bosa-like superstar 
in the NFL. Both of you have the Bills winning this game? Yep. Yes. Both of you think it will be closer, I think, than a lot of fans believe. You opened the door for this question. Steve Weich, I wouldn't be surprised if... I wouldn't be surprised if Aiden Hutchinson has more sacks than Von Miller. Whoa. How about that? Because, again, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Buffalo is yeah. going to fall back to its passing tendencies where Detroit's going to try to run it a little bit more. And Aiden Hutchinson is real. And that Lions offensive line, folks, that is a real offensive line with Panay Sewell. Yeah. And those, that is a beastly offensive line. Mike's Giants could not run against the Lions. Nope. Uh, Saquon Barkley, 15 carries, 22 yards, one and a half yards a carry. Lions committed to stacking the box against the Saquon Barkley-led New York Giants because they didn't, forgive me, really believe that Daniel Jones could beat them on the backside. Yeah, they didn't have, they to, can't find, do they didn't have to find Diggs and Gabriel they Davis. They can't do this to Isaiah the Bills. McKenzie. So do you Correct. see the Bills have committed to the run recently, last two games, specifically in Week 11 with Devin Singletary really being the star of the show? Do you see them being able to run on this Lions team? Will we see Josh Allen with the ball in his hands yes. like we saw Daniel Jones? Yeah. Probably the best runner against the Lions was Daniel Jones. Yeah, I don't think they want him running, though, in this football game. We've been talking about that elbow injury for him. You know, the I wouldn't be surprised, at least on my side, is kind of twofold. I'd say, one, that we're seeing what we'll talk about Singletary is hitting the century mark in this game. And Josh Allen, I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about another game where he's got an interception or, or two picks in this game. Ooh. Okay. Neither of them bit. I was hoping that one of them would say, I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit gets a fourth straight win. Both of these guys see the Bills winning it, but it's close. It could be high scoring. Use that information wisely, listener. Next game, Giants and Cowboys in Dallas. Last time out, of course, the Giants took that loss to the Lions by 13 points. Cowboys, of course, with a convincing dominating win on the road in Minneapolis over the Vikings, the then number two seed in the NFC, Minnesota Vikings, 40-3. to Mike Yam, you get the first shot at this one. Who wins this game and how? You know, I don't feel great about this game, although a few minutes ago we picked the Giants to win, and I feel better now that Steve said it first. Here, here's the issue. You know, there's always these road trips, and it, we always hear that old adage, one game at a time. I think there's going to be moments over the next few weeks that the Giants are going to look back at what just happened and said, my Lord, we let a golden opportunity against a team that we are better than take us out because this schedule over the next few weeks is absolutely brutal. You yep. talk about, uh, I think, six of their next seven teams above 500, a couple division games, I think four of them division, in the division. Yeah. Yeah. Like This is tough sledding here, so it's a, a get-back you know, right game against the Dallas team that's got to be feeling great about themselves. It's, but the I'm, missed opportunity that you're suggesting is against that Lions team? Yeah. That's a team yeah. that you are better well, than. It's two missed opportunities. One against the Lions, and then what you had, what was it, week three, week four, whatever that Monday night game was, at home against this Dallas yes. team. Because you were playing really well. I didn't think they were going to lose. There was no DAC in that game. Correct. So there, there's some issues here. Answer the question. Who wins it? Yeah, we're going to go G-Men. We'll go G-Men. There was a few weeks there. You know, I, I couldn't pick them, but now... Okay, you know. so let's go game script. Yeah. If you see your Giants getting a W here, and I don't think you're alone in that, Mike. I don't think you are driven merely by passion and fandom. I think there is real analysis yeah. in play here. This is potentially a trap game of sorts for the Cowboys at home. But if your Giants are to win, how 
will the game go? So two things, and it'll be the exact opposite of what we saw over the weekend. Saquon Barkley does not get shut down. You need explosive plays from him. What concerns me is issues in this passing game that are well chronicled. Not having Robinson, the rookie, he's now down. I mean, they are so thin at wide receiver. There was a sarcastic... One of these, yes, there was. when, when Galladay, you know, I think he caught his first pass, right? That was hey, this sarcastic. Dude. The entire stadium, I yes, was there, right? stood up. I mean, 70-plus million dollars, he had two catches in this game. Like, at some point, you need to deliver, and I don't know if this is the game, but if you're telling me there's a game script here, Barkley's got to play big, and, and Daniel Jones is going to have to have someone on the outside in terms of these skill position players come up with a play. In the absence of Wondell Robinson, yeah. of course, and, of course, Dory Jackson also out. Okay, Steve, yeah. is he being objective, or is he drinking too much Giants Kool-Aid? Who uh, wins this one and how? No, he's being objective. I mean, look, first off, I think the Giants, they'll never admit it. I think they were looking past the Lions a little bit towards this Dallas game. They were absolutely humiliated. And when I say that, physically, when you had guys like Dexter Lawrence, who's just been a great nose tackle for the Giants, I mean, you didn't hear his name called all day. I mean, again, the Lions have a very good offensive line. You know, Leonard Williams, didn't hear his name called all day. They got got physically dominated at points. But still, the game turned on a couple of Daniel Jones interceptions. So one, he's got to play clean. Right, he had the Aiden Hudson pick, then he had the pick by the which he's team. done for the most part. Right, this is I mean, not really his, his first interceptions. I think since week three. Right, so he's yeah. got to he's got to keep it clean. Guys have to hang on to the ball. But here's your script. I'm I'm, I'm advancing. Here's how here's how the Giants win. This I think is one of the only ways they win. Besides, they play good defensively. Matt Breida, the backup to Saquon Barkley. The Giants are going to take a page out of the Cowboys book. Remember the Cowboys, Zeke is our guy, Zeke is our guy, but Tony Pollard's the hitter. Matt Breida, remember, he's one of the fastest guys in the NFL. Yes, he is. He can catch the ball. When Breida got a couple touches in each of the past couple games, he's made some explosive plays happen. So I think Matt Breida is going to be deployed a little bit in the Tony Pollard way to give the Cowboys something to think about because Breida barely played the first time they met. Yep. Right. Saquon Barkley already has an ungodly amount of touches. So now let's play a little bait and switch. Put Breida in, put him in the back foot, maybe both at the same time, and mix it up a little bit. Okay, so Daniel Jones playing clean. A little thunder and lightning, a la the Dallas Cowboys from the Giants with Breida and Barkley, that gambit. That's what should happen, according to Steve yes. Weich. That's what could happen. Is that what will happen? Yeah, and, and I think and I think the, uh, the guys in Big Blue are going to get some takeaways. Yeah. Love this. Yep. The last game of the three on Thanksgiving Day, yeah. Patriots and Vikings. In Minnesota, the scene of the crime. Vikings, of course, 40-3 to losers at home to the Cowboys. They get to lick their wounds, remain at home. Steve Mariucci yesterday said it's the best thing for this Vikings team, that they're on a short week, oh, yeah. no time to sulk, get back to work, focus on a Bill Belichick team that, of course, held the New York Jets, hardly a vaunted offense, to only three points on the day. Patriots, 10-3 win at home over the Jets on that last Gasp, Marcus Jones, punt return for a touchdown. On paper, this wouldn't have seemed like a close game before last week. Now the paper has been ripped up and thrown out. What happens in this one? Who wins at Steve Weich, and how do they do it? I'm going to go to the Vikings in, in, in a tough game. Oh. I, really, I wanted to go to the Patriots here, but I think the Vikings have a couple guys on defense who can make some plays. I mean, I think there's going to be some situations where Mac Jones is going to have to make some plays, and, and that's where Patrick Peterson or someone like that steps up. Now, can the, are the Vikings going to be able to get points up on the board? They're going to score, right? That three-point thing, that's an embarrassing effort for them. So you're going to see guys really step up. But, I mean, the, the Patriots are playing great defensively. But I like the Vikings. 
I think you're going to see Dalvin Cook, you know, step up and be that guy. He just was not able to get it going last week. He's such a difference maker. So I, I think this comes down to Dalvin Cook. Maybe not in the running game, but possibly as a pass catcher. Lower scoring? Yeah. I, I think this is going to be mid-20s, you know, 24-21 type game. I don't even see how the Patriots put 21 points on the board, to be honest with you. I'm just, you know, this but, offense is so unconvincing. But, we can't, but we, can't, we can't look at that game against the Jets. The Jets' defense is really good. Yes, they are. And the Patriots, even in losses most of the season, are getting 20 points. Now, let's not give them all to the offense, right? Maybe Matt Judon gets a strip sack and yes. defense scores. Yes. All right? Maybe some of these young corners. God, the Patriots develop corners like, hmm. like certain donut companies make donuts. <laughs> I mean, maybe they just, but I, I think, you know, Ramondre Stevenson, you know, who is an underrated running back, might be able to get it going. I, I think the Patriots are going to put more than 10 on the board. Steve White sees this as a win, albeit a tough win, yep. for the Vikings. Different script. Yep. It's not about you, Justin Jefferson. It's about you, Dalvin Cook. So says Steve, what say you? Well, Justin Jefferson was, was mitigated in a big way. I, I, I can't get over the lack of production that this offense had coming off of that win, we spent weeks on total access saying they don't deserve, they don't deserve, they don't deserve, yeah, but, and then you get a win against Buffalo, and then you follow it up with a absolutely horrendous, embarrassing loss. I'll say this, the Patriots, one of the best defensive teams that we've seen mm-hmm. since week five, given up just 12 points, best total in the NFL. So I'm with you, Steve. I think it's a low-scoring game. You know, Cook wasn't able to get going because they're down. So they were kind of forced to to be in that situation. If you're a Minnesota fan, you need to see some sort of response. I don't like this matchup for the reasons that we're pointing out from a New England perspective. I don't trust either one of these teams right now for various reasons. But um, I'll, I'll lean Minnesota and don't feel good about it, though. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
And finally, a look at the most recent edition of the Power Rankings. I'm gonna read down the list. Please, shout it out when you hear something or someone that you feel is out of place. Top to bottom, number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are one. Yeah, they absolutely deserve to be there. Yes. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. Cosine. Yeah. Number three, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Boy, uh, man. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's kind of hard for me to... I could interpret those sounds and the facial just, expressions that are not being seen by our listeners. Uh, please, translate. It's just the Cowboys, every time you're expecting to do something, they, they step on the banana peel. And then every time you're expecting to step on the banana peel, they, they really gird up. Here, here's how I look at it. If you put the Tennessee Titans against the Dallas Cowboys head-to-head, I kind of like the Titans. In one game or in wow. six out of in, ten? In, in one game. Because I think maybe, in one game maybe, I like the Cowboys. No, I know it. Maybe six out of ten. So I would actually – Titans, man, we don't talk about them. I don't know if I, if I necessarily would put the Cowboys ahead of the Titans, the Dolphins. I was just going to say Miami. Or the Bills Not, right now. Okay, very Niners. interesting. Do you agree? Or, or the Niners. Do you agree the Cowboys may be too high at three? I think, I think it's too high for all the reasons. I mean, yeah. you mentioned Tennessee. I don't, for me, I don't know if I'd go there, but the first team I thought of was Miami. Then I thought about the Niners. Like, I don't know how Dan puts these together. The Bills are, are in that conversation, no doubt. The no Bills doubt. are in the conversation now because, number four, Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Number five, San Francisco 49ers. We still yeah. haven't seen the Titans name pop up. Yeah. We will now. Number six. Tennessee Titans, too low for you. No, I mean, I get it because everyone's going to always question Ryan Tannehill. Yep. I mean, that's when you look at the other teams, you probably don't have as many questions at quarterback. But you know what? What do the Tennessee Titans do? Derrick Henry. It's what they do. Makes yes. up the difference. When you've got the king, you give Kang, him the crown. Kang, yeah. K-A-N-G, Kang. Number seven, the Miami Dolphins. Is that too low? See, it's yeah, hard, isn't it? it because it, it, when you see when you when you hear the name Cowboys at three, it does feel a little overcorrective. It feels, it feels because, a little high. Because again, but you hear the Dolphins at seven, and you're not really fighting for them to be well, any higher than. Well, that. here's my thing, though. That this is where you say like head to head. Like even though the records may be skewed one way, head to head, do we see the Dolphins? Or, I'm sorry, the Cowboys being the Dolphins? I don't. I you, don't. Head to head, I see Miami be. Now I'm not saying Miami should be three. Maybe I'm make, making my case that the Cowboys are rated too high. Yes. I think maybe all of these responses are somehow skewed by the fact that there sits Dallas at three. Would you put in a head-to-head Dallas or or Baltimore? I'd take the Ravens. I'd take the Ravens. I would take the Ravens. The Ravens are eighth. The Ravens come one spot after the Dolphins at eight. A great tease. Vikings fall to nine. The Bengals rise to ten. They have cracked the top ten. The Bengals at ten. That's such a wild card team. I, I, I think they're there because they've had some losses they probably shouldn't have and some wins that have been really impressive. But stra- strap it up, man. I mean, that's a team I think that's going to start rocking and rolling here. Yeah, I think they're in that conversation. I don't know. I Honestly, I haven't even seen the list, so it was dumb luck that I mentioned the Ravens. I'm going to throw another team your way that is starting to shift in my mind based off of what I just saw. Yes. I'll throw the Chargers out there. And I'm not what? saying I'm not saying 10. Think about this. No. Here's what, here's what I'll throw your way. God, and no one I'm no. like on an island. Let the on man this make one. his case. Go ahead. So you have I, your day in I was court. watching actually one of our good friends and colleagues, Bridget Condon, with you guys on NFL Now, and this was heading into the weekend. So I don't know what the what the math says. But Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, she goes, they've been together on the field for that was entering this past weekend 7% of their offensive snaps there is a world that exists where i say okay like i kind of get some of the issues that they're having when you just think about it from that perspective i thought they played okay i thought they played pretty well i'm not saying top 10 i'm just saying hey 
I, I don't a know moment I ago, you were suggesting top ten. You have now flirting, backed flirting, off of that. You're flirting, flirting with top flirting, ten. Flirting with ten. Let me give you, in our last White two minutes of the it. show, I will give you 11 to 20. Okay. And you tell me the team in the 11 to 20 tier that you believe is most likely to crack the top ten okay. sooner or later. 11 to 20. Here we go. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Seattle Seahawks. The New England Patriots. At 14, it's the Jets. At 15, it's the Giants on a little bit of a slide. At 16, it's the Commanders on a march upwards. At 17, Mike Yam's Chargers, we will now call them. At 18, the Lions. At 19, the Packers. At 20, your Falcons, Steve Weich. Who among those teams, Bucks, Hawks, Pats, Jets, Giants, Commanders, Chargers, Lions, Packers, and Falcons is most likely to end up in the top 10. Uh, I'm going to say Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. So there they are on the and doorstep at 11. The Chargers are surfing on a surfboard filled with torpedo holes because they can't stay healthy yeah. and they just, they're just they just impossible. Mike Williams only lasted five minutes. It was heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, him and Keenan Allen are probably never going to play together this season. Tough. This is the tough injury luck. Uh, so for you, it's the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, it, to be fair, it's an easy one because there they are at 11. So they are on the yeah. doorstep, knocking on the door, and you're yeah. going to let them in at some point. Well, so at who, someone else is going to let them at in. At whose expense? At Who whose, falls out? At, at whose expense? Who the drops Vikings? down? Do the Vikings continue their slide? The, the Vikings could fall down, and you know I think the Cowboys could slide. Ooh. They're ranked too high. But you see them going from three out of the top ten? That's precipitous. They're ranked too high. I mean, I just wouldn't have them at three. The subtext for the Dallas Cowboys this week... Sorry, Cowboys Nation, you're ranked too high. Another team in that list other than the Chargers that you think is likely to break the top well, ten? Well, I, I, Bucks makes a whole lot of sense. I, I'm going to stick with the Chargers. I'm looking at their schedule here. I think they get two wins, two road wins next two weeks. Who do they have? Cardinals and Raiders. Obviously, you're they wrong. Better. The answer they, is Patriots. They, they better. Yeah, Patriots. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking about the Pats as well. No. Let's go ahead and put the whole division in. <laughs> I want to thank today's special guests, Steve Weich. And Mike Yam. Tomorrow, a closer look at the total access game of the week. That's the Eagles and the Packers in Philly. Is this an elimination game for the Green Bay Packers? Is this a trap game for the Philadelphia Eagles? Tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco Cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. 
I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 